0: Our next presenter came to us from Georgia DOT, where he is currently the incident management um, manager for Georgia DOT. Uh, prior to the time he spent with uh, Georgia DOT, uh, Gary also spent uh, a few years with North Carolina DOT as their incident management manager in the western North Carolina area. Uh, Gary received his Bachelor of Science in Civil Engineering and Technology from Southern College of Technology and his Master's in Christian Education from Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. And uh, in December 2001, uh, he was appointed as Manager of the Incident Management for Georgia DOT And this entails the overall supervision of the HERO unit uh, equivalent to the road rangers here in Florida that Gary will go more into detail. And he also co-chaired the I-95 Corridor Coalition Highway Operation Group that include Georgia, Florida, North Carolina, and South Carolina. So please join me in welcoming Gary Millsaps.
1: all right everybody awake i'm the last i talk slow so listen fast and we'll get through this all right um he did say that i was uh i got a master's in administration and education from a southern baptist seminary uh so when a preacher takes off his watch from the southern baptist church y'all know what that means <laughs> nothing <laughs> anyway i'm gonna get started with this uh I'm glad to be here. We do have a good group up here. This is, I'm kind of the opposite end of the spectrum. Uh, we've heard from planning, we've heard from uh, incident ma- or the uh, traffic incident management side or the ITS side, uh, kind of the nuts and bolts and the, the, the forecasting and looking at all the different things that's going to be going on, you know, and playing with all the different tools and toys and stuff. Um, but from my standpoint, from where I come from, all that stuff's great. Uh, I can see it. I can look at it. I can tell how fast it's moving or how fast it's not moving and everything else. But, okay, now what? You've got to be able to do something about it. And, uh, to me, that's where I come in. I'm an operations person. Um, and what we want to talk about a little bit. How many of y'all been driv- driven through Atlanta? All right. So I don't have to tell y'all how bad traffic is, especially if you've been through there, uh, rush hour. Approximately 50% of the daily traffic, uh, uh, miles traveled is in the city of Atlanta. 75% of the congestion is in the metro Atlanta area. So we got a problem. Uh, 50% of the congestion, uh, in Atlanta is due, or in the metro Atlanta area is due to non-recurring incidents, meaning those things that are, you know, the ladder in the roadway to, uh, Incidents like you see up here, these two separate incidents, the bad stuff. Um, this statistic I was just informed uh, not too long ago was wrong, and I got to get it changed for here. Uh, cost of delay uh, in the metro Atlanta area now is over $2.4 billion a year. Uh, so we've got to get something done about it. Issues, risk of secondary accidents. Uh, when you have an initial uh, incident out there, the secondary incident rate or the the uh, uh, the chance of a secondary incident occurring increases by 600%. Uh, one out of every five secondary incidents is a fatality. So 20% of your fatalities come from secondary incidents. All your law enforcement officers, I say all your law enforcement officers, the majority of fatalities within... Uh, the emergency response operations field, police, fire, wreckers, D.O.T., whatever, are killed in the line of duty by uh, at incident scenes, struck by us, getting run over, getting hit, whatever it is. More police officers are killed in the line of duty by getting struck by vehicles. Same thing with firefighters, same thing with record drivers, and so on and so forth. So what are we doing about it? Uh two things. We have the Time Task Force, which is the Traffic Incident Management Enhancement Task Force. Um, cute little name. Uh, Highway Emergency Response Operators. Heroes. We're going to talk about, about both real quick. The Time Task Force. It was a uh, back in 96 when we had the Olympics. Everybody came together and played well with one another. We had the eyes of the world looking at us. Um, and so we needed to play fair, and I say we, I'm talking about the emergency response uh, folks, uh, police, fire, uh, DOT, ambulance services, uh, hazmat companies, whoever you think of coming out there, because we knew the eyes of the world were going to be honest, and we didn't want to look like a bunch of dumb rednecks, you know, trying to get the road open. So we decided we better play fair together and play right together. Well, every ne- once that happened, Olympics was over, slowly but surely, people changed positions, you know, people moved up, people went away, and everybody took their toys and went back home. Well, in 2002, we brought it back and try, started trying to bring it back together. And you can see the different folks that are involved in this. We get anybody and everybody involved uh, in the time task force that we can to get their opinion and input. The mission, bottom line, is to balance speed and safety. You hear this word, quick clearance. You know, the first thing somebody thinks about when they hear the word quick clearance is put a bulldozer to it and shove it in the ditch. That's not quick clearance. It is, but it's not very productive. But you want to balance speed and you want to balance safety. If I take speed, somebody's going to get hurt. If that's all I'm saying, get it, get it, get it, get it. Somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody's going to lose their jobs because they're not getting the information they need. Uh, but if I go safety, we're never going to get the road open. I, you know. You have to have an acceptable level of risk being out on that interstate. Um, so we have to balance the two. Uh, the goals of the group are to increase awareness uh, to the public, you know, move over laws, all that kind of stuff, uh, letting them know what's going on out at the scene, getting involved with the news media, uh, develop common training for incident responders uh, in Third bullet is coordinate, communicate, and cooperate. You would be surprised when you get out on the field how much ego there is out there, and how much testosterone is flowing out there on that scene. This is my scene, and I'm in charge, and this is the way it's going to be done. Then the next thing you know, you know, firefighters are shooting police with their water hoses, and police are locking up firefighters, and you know, and it's it's crazy. Um, the purpose of these goals is to continue the dialogue or even get the dialogue started in a lot of cases. Like I said, you'd be surprised how much police and fire do not talk to each other. They do not talk to each other. They don't like each other in a lot of cases. And they do, police will lock up a firefighter, you know, and it has happened. I have seen it happen. It's not a pretty sight. Um, uh, in, you get them talking to one another. I get... Real quick example, we had an uh, incident management team in Gwinnett County, uh, and they had the records and you know the record drivers there, police, fire, the whole nine yards. Well, this one thing came out of it, talking about this dialogue. record driver said, "Why do you ca- wait so long to call us? You know, then we get there, so late. You're yelling at us and screaming at us for not getting there on time." And they said, "Well, you know, you told us you didn't want to be called until you were ready. We were ready for you." They said, no, call us up front. As soon as you know what you need, call us. That one thing took off 45 minutes. That seems very simple, but that one conversation sitting around a table uh, bringing these folks together took 45 minutes off the incident scenes within Gwinnett County, that one conversation. Uh, So getting that dialogue started. Communicate or create opportunities for multi-agency training, promoting that teamwork, Uh, and going from the teamwork uh, to strategies, operational strategies. What are we doing out there, looking at our SOPs? This is just kind of how the organization is set up. Uh, we have an annual conference each year. That annual conference is coming up in Savannah, Georgia, in October. We have operations, communications, and uh, programming institutional. And then you see the TIM teams over on the side, which is the time task force. Big rats up here. Um You've got the Time Task Force is the big umbrella, so to speak, over the Metro Atlanta area, and the Tim teams are up under that. The Tim teams kind of support the Time. Ta- they're the local approach uh, of what's going on. I'm moving over here. Paul. That's a big rat. <laughs> uh, uh, that may be Mickey trying to get out. But anyway, uh, we went around and held a strategic vision. Um, You know, with the stakeholders saying, what is it that you want to see happen? Several things came out of that. uh, And this was adopted by DOT and uh, with uh, Georgia Regional Transportation Authority and Federal Highway uh, Governor's Office and everything. We have an open roads policy that uh, we're working on. Uh, We're hoping to have the governor sign it. Training, some of the training that came out of it, NIMS, National Incident Management System, conducting uh, group training for that. Development of more Tim team teams, local, the local approach as it's saying, and heavy duty record training. That was a huge, huge issue. that Everybody had out in the uh, within the metro Atlanta area, and I'll discuss that in a second. House Bill Two Thirty One, House Bill Two Thirty One gave, um, uh, was gave the uh, the record drivers, the heavy duty record drivers. Um, Got them away from being liable. What I mean by that is if I DOT go out there and take a front end loader, taking that example earlier, and shove a tractor trailer in a ditch, that trucking company, and the insurance company, cannot touch me because I'm operating and maintaining the road by federal law. Uh, we have immunity, uh, whatever you want to call it, unless they prove ghost negligence, so on and so forth. Well, the record drunk companies weren't that way. If I said, drag this vehicle. 100 yards down the shoulder, you know, and get it into the grass meeting and get my road open, if they do any damage, then uh, they can be held liable for it. So we got that changed. They now, if they're under working under the direction of the DOT, police, or fire, they're covered, uh, getting that open. The Toll Recovery Incentive Program. Yes, I am a good thief, plagiarist, and the whole nine yards. Whoops, go back a second. That was my, for all engineers and people that like grass, that's the next one. Just to keep you all interested. Um, but uh, the Towing Recovery Incentive Program, I am a good thief. I'm a plagiarist, so we stole a good idea from Florida, which was the, uh, the uh, Towing Incentive Program here on the turnpike. Uh, we looked at a lot of what they did. We increased that. What I mean by the Towing Recovery Incentive Program is we pay the heavy record services a bonus for getting the road open within a certain amount of time. And we won't go into all the details about what it is. I'll be glad to explain it to you if you want to talk afterwards. But if they meet certain criteria with their equipment, they can be part of this. It's a voluntary program. They've got equipment needs they've got to meet. They've got training needs they've got to meet. And it is extensive. We had one of our classes with this heavy-duty recovery. These guys thought it was a joke. The first time they come in there, half of them failed. Guess what? They had to pay to take it again. They realized, this is not a joke. And so we, uh, it works. It works. Uh, we, we've added the training to what Florida had basically and moved on. Uh, here's the results. Here's that pretty graph. Um, you can see in the blue line the average from uh, January to June, the average, uh, buildup, not the average, but the actual buildup of time of response time and roadway clearance time. Roadway clearance meaning I've got everything over on the shoulder. It doesn't have to be gone from the the incident scene, but all my travel lanes are open. We had nearly 90 hours uh, uh, with the same number of incidents. In 2008, we had 22 hours. That's a savings of 67 hours, almost 67 and a half hours. We've gone from a little over four hours for roadway clearance, not incident clearance, but roadway clearance, a little over four hours to a little over 30 minutes on our major tractor-trailer incidents. Now, I'm not fool enough to believe that those numbers are going to hold. This program's only been in January, implemented January, so I know it's not going to be uh, hold up, but it's working. Those numbers are staggering. Oh, God, two minutes. Uh, what to expect in the first future? I told you i Got to speed up here. Uh, Staging of emergency vehicles and emergency lighting. Whoever would think that the police and the fire uh, would start working together to figure out how to put stuff, uh, where to park, how to operate their lights. Uh, Improved technology. Um, Expansion of the towing and coverage center program. Vehicle spill policies. More legislative. Heroes. Here's my pet thing, and I've got to be quick. Highway emergency response operators. Bottom line is we're going to get the road open. We're not a AAA service. People like to call us a roadside assistance program. That's not what we do. We're an incident management program. There is a difference. We change tires, yes. We give gas, we do that sort of thing. But if you're broke down in the road or if you've crashed, uh, we're going to push, pull, drag, roll, whatever we got to do to get you out of the roadway. And to do that, my guys have over 300 hours of in-class training. That uh, involves hazardous materials, uh, medical first responder. We've delivered nine babies on the road. Uh, All kinds of different training. They have 200 hours of ride time. These guys are professionals out on the roadway. Uh, And you can see there the hazmat training that they're going through, uh, decontamination training there. There's a picture of the truck. Uh, That truck fully outfitted uh, with the CMS sign. Uh, Lights, tools, and everything is about $85,000. Some of the things that have on it, push bumpers, traffic control devices, fuel transfer tank, tractor trailers, jackknifes, overturns, busted saddle tank, don't want to set it up. Diesel doesn't like asphalt, so we suck the diesel fuel out of the uh, saddle tanks into our uh, fuel recovery system. Types of assistance, like I say, we do, you know, changing oil, delivering babies. Not changing oil, but changing tires uh, to delivering babies. Um, full service, that's it. Um, you know, whatever you need, are, we're there. Uh, uh, but the biggest thing is traffic control. If we can't get it out of the road, we're going to set up traffic control. Um, and we're going to get the traffic around that as fa- easy as possible. It's better to have long tapers, have, you know, directions where the traffic's supposed to go so people don't get uh, confused and they start fighting with one another once they get up to the scene. Uh, stats, about 70% of work is, like I say, the uh, things that we're doing, uh, incidents, I can't get it out here in a second, uh, stalls, uh, 15% is wrecks. 80% of the time, we're the first on the scene, we find it. About 81,000 assists last year, and I'll show up for questions. <laughs>
0: Thank you, Gary. I want to make sure that we have some time at the end so that you could have any questions for any of our speakers here. But before we do that, I think we had five very different presentations, but they all outstanding (coughs) presentations, so hand to our speakers here. (laughs) Before we go to the question, I just want to make some comments on Gary's uh, presentation We traded a lot of information with Georgia. We learned quite a bit from their HERO program to change from servicing people uh, that are stranded on the highway to actually freeway management. And they are, in a way, the same with very distinct uh, differences. And the incentive program that we learned from the Florida Turnpike will be implemented statewide in the next year in Florida. So that's something that that will go. And uh, law enforcement people arresting firemen are not unique to Georgia. We do that here in Florida, too. (laughs) And just a few years ago on I-4 here north of Orlando, a law enforcement had to arrest the fireman because he just didn't want to vacate the road. And then in the next meeting where I went to the uh, freeway incident management team, the, all the firemen showed up with their gears and everything, and as soon as law enforcement walk in, they walk out of the room. So we, DOT, had to really be very diplomatic and brought them together and those, those things. But I think they are true around the nation. It's not just unique to our states at all. Uh, with that, I'm going to open the floor for questions uh, from the audience.